Welcome to Good Vibes and Goats by Spotted Dog Acres, the podcast that takes you on a journey to explore the realms of wellness, metaphysics, and all things holistic. Each week, I invite you to join me on an enlightening adventure as I sit down with remarkable guests, knowledgeable and experienced wellness and metaphysical practitioners who will share their wisdom, insights, and transformative experiences. I'm your host, Ryan Tuliet, co-owner of Spotted Dog Acres, a holistic hobby farm. Neither myself nor this week's guest are medical practitioners. As such, the topics discussed in this show should not be taken as medical advice. If you have a medical problem, please discuss it with your doctor. On this week's episode, Creating Sacred Space, we welcome Judy Basis, founder of Illuminate Festivals, to discuss various ways of creating and holding sacred space to bring the divine into your life. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey, Judy, welcome to the show. Would you like to take a minute to introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, my name is Judy Bezos. I'm the founder of Illuminate Festivals, and I'm really excited to be here with you, Ryan, and help your listeners uh, learn more about what it is that I do and how it can enhance what they do. That's great. Thank you for being with us. Today's episode is Creating Sacred Space, which is why I think you are the perfect guest to be on today. You're the founder of Illuminate Festivals, so you basically create sacred space for a living. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Um, What do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about Illuminate Festivals or my uh, feeling about creating sacred space? What does creating sacred space mean to you? Let's start there. Okay, absolutely. So uh, creating sacred space, um, well, the term sacred space, uh, means to me, it you know, it's a location, whether it's a literal location or an emotional location uh, that's deemed a holy place to do the work of the divine. Um, you know, that can be a church, a grove of trees, you know, a therapist's office, of course, um, or even the bathroom. If you're trying to, you know, grab a quick minute when the kids are screaming and everything, and you just need a place to center, get quiet and connect with source. Um, any place that you take that time, you are creating sacred space. Perfect. And how do you create sacred space in your personal life? In my personal life? Um, well, I mean, if you come to my house, it looks like a rock quarry. I have crystals everywhere, (laughs) you know, candles are always going or, uh, you know, diffusing essential oils, things like that. I surround myself with things that I love things that connect me to the divine, you know, a touchstone. Um, And it can be something as simple as a post-it note, uh, you know, that's on my bathroom mirror that simply says, yes. You know, for me, that's a moment that I can take to connect and connect with my purpose, my mission, my vision. And for me, that's just so important to have things surrounding my, me um, that help me remember who I am in a divine way and why I'm here. I think it's just so important that we keep our space. Well, I'm a Virgo. So, uh, you know, keeping the space clean and clear, um, you know, not cluttered so that the connection to the divine is clean and clear. You know, I I do spend a lot of time um, saging my house, for instance, um, for me, like even before I came on with you with this podcast, 
I took a few minutes and I got my emotional support crystal, which is this amazing healerite crystal that I have. And I sat in the chair and I used, um, I have a beautiful spray that's infused with rose quartz. And I just simply take a minute to pause, connect with divine, ask source what it is they want me to bring forward and how I can be of service to them, to you, Ryan, and to your listeners. I love that. I love that you mentioned incorporating the use of crystals and sprays and other items to help you connect to that spiritual, to that divine realm. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me more about the sacred spaces that you create? Such as Illuminate Festivals? Yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Okay, absolutely. So uh, just uh, very briefly, Illuminate Festivals, it's a local holistic wellness and arts festival. We do it in, we hold festivals, I believe in seven states now. Uh, I'm based in Maryland, about an hour north of DC. In central Maryland, I'm based in Frederick. Uh, but I do festivals in Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, Florida, uh, New Jersey. I think where else? Um, of course, I'll be in uh, Nashville later this month, and I do two festivals in Illinois. So um, I travel around. Uh, what I say that I do is, you know, I hold sacred space for amazing healers and practitioners to come and to be able to offer their services and their amazing products to the community. So that, that's a little bit about what Illuminate Festivals is. We do have, you know, massage, energy work, body work, vetted intuitive readers, uh, crystals and essential oils, all that good stuff. Um, I What I do um, for Illuminate Festivals, I vet all of my exhibitors. And what I do, again, like I did for this podcast, you know, I sit down, create a sacred space, and I interview anyone. Once I get their application, I make sure that it's in alignment with our mission and our vision. Uh, like, I don't have, let's say, home improvement companies at Illuminate Festivals. Um, even if they're doing, you know, energy efficient stuff, for me, that's just not where we are currently. What I like to do is I like to have as many local practitioners you know, an individual massage therapist, someone who needs a little more visibility in their community. So what I do is I give them that visibility. I hold space for them to bring their gifts forward into the community. And um, so I feel like with Illuminate Festivals, it, it's really important to set the intent to get as many people exposed to the metaphysical work that is out there that we do. So it kind of sounds like you're the central hub for a lot of different practitioners. Absolutely. <laughs> so how did you get started planning festivals? So I started, um, well, I'm a Unity Church member, and my local Unity Church here in Frederick, uh, we had a small event called Spirit Fest. And when I first started into the church, I went to Spirit Fest for a couple of years. A guy named Steve, he was the organizer of it. And um, they had it every fall. And I guess it was the third year I was a Unity member. I was you know, wondering when Spirit Fest would be. So I went to the minister because I hadn't seen any flyers around the church. And I'm like, hey, when's Spirit Fest? And she's like, well, you know, Steve, he, he, he's moved on and he decided to do something else. And um, I raised my hand and I said, well, my background's in PR, marketing, 
and health fairs. And the minister, Tony, she uh, she goes, oh, it's you. You're the new volunteer coordinator. So, well, you know how it goes with church. That's, you know, that's that's how that started. So I was a volunteer coordinator at our local Unity Church for Spirit Fest for, I think, about four years. I interviewed everyone, just like, you know, I interview my current exhibitors. And whenever I would interview a psychic medium, an intuitive reader, someone like that, they would always tell me during that interview reading, they'd always say to me, Judy, you know you're called to do this bigger. It's right here in the reading or it's right here in the cards. Um, so I heard that for four years. And finally, one day I was like, okay, all right, spirit, um, I would like to meet you at nine o'clock Sunday morning and we're going to have a conversation. So, you know, Sunday morning comes around and again, creating the sacred space. I got my essential oils together. Um, uh, actually, one that was really integral to creating Illuminate Festivals. And I don't, I don't, I don't sell them. I don't get a cut or a kickback, but I used uh, Young Living's Magnify Your Purpose. I kind of used that for a few weeks beforehand in the bath. I felt like I was priming the pump, you know, and um, <clears throat> excuse me. So I uh, got my crystals out and I went into meditation and uh, very quickly in like five minutes, I was given a download for Illuminate Festivals. And what I saw was beautiful and it was very clear because when I, when I went into meditation that day, um, what my ask of spirit was, and it's kind of funny to think, you know, that I, I made a request, but I did. I said, um, spirit, you know, thank you for this opportunity to sit in this sacred space with you. And whatever messages you send me, please make the message so clear that I don't miss it. And I think that was so important. And I share that with so many people. And they're like, oh, oh my gosh, I always forget to ask that. And it's amazing. I mean, just asking that, that one little ask really helped me know that the information that I was getting, A, it was really clear, and um, B, that I could really trust it. And it, it felt, it, it just, something in my being clicked with it. And I think that was you know, part of setting the sacred space and setting the intent to get a clear message and trusting that the message I was going to get was divinely guided. That's excellent advice, especially for the listeners or anybody trying to improve their own intuitive development to ask specifically for that clear message. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what I did um, after I got the message, of course, I went back to our Reverend Tony and told her what I was being called to build. And um, so she gave me her blessing and the church was excited. And so what I did was I so I started Illuminate Festivals in 2015. And what I promised to my local unity church you know i wasn't taking their event away from them i was um holding space for the seeds that had been planted at spirit fest to blossom into illuminate so what i do is i give a local the local unity church in the area of the event an opportunity to exhibit with us and i give them a free booth in gratitude for this opportunity that spirit has given me so I started um, with Illuminate Festivals in 2015 with my hometown here in Frederick, and we simply kept growing, you know, got the message to go bigger and go bigger every time I interview someone um, to the point where, you know, just before COVID, we were doing events up and down the East Coast in Nashville and uh, the Chicago area. 
We were planning in 2020 to extend up into the Great Lakes and to do Illuminate San Diego. And then the sacred pause of COVID descended upon all of us. <laughs> so we're getting back to it. Uh, really excited to be back in, um, you know, I'll be in Nashville this, this month, Nashville and Illinois uh, this month. And I'm really excited about um, getting back to, Getting back, I really hate that term um, because we're, we've moved ahead. You know, my feeling is the silver lining of COVID is that it gave all of us healers and practitioners some time to um, do self-care. I mean, I know for me, you know, once I started Illuminate in 2015, it was, pardon my French, you know, balls to the wall for those five years. And I didn't have any time to you know, do my own work. I mean, certainly I was doing my daily you know, meditation and things like that, but it wasn't the deep work, the shadow work I worked on, worked on my people-pleasing skill or people-pleasing challenges, let me say that. Um, and so I worked through a lot of stuff and I feel like it gave a lot of us the opportunity to level up if we so choose to do so. Of course, some people, you know, they, they've chosen to take another opportunity to do, do the work. But for me, I feel like um, the, the COVID times, if you will, um, again, gave us an opportunity to do the deep work. One thing I did notice, you know, so many people who were reluctant to build their online business, you know, do readings online, do energy healing online. I mean, it gave us the opportunity to do that. And um, I had one exhibitor who they have a huge business and they were, you know, doing crystals and sprays and jewelry. And, you know, they were getting into their mid sixties. They were hippies. They had been doing it, you know, the sixties, seventies, eight, you know, coming up through, they've been doing this for years and they were getting tired of, you know, the festival every weekend, you know, packing up the boxes and repacking them and all that kind of stuff. And, and they, they were reluctant to build their online business. A, they weren't really tech savvy, you know, wasn't their jam. I totally get that. Um, but the two years of, the COVID times, they took the opportunity to learn. You know, they did get their online store up. Um, they hired someone to help them with social media, you know, again, not their jam. And uh, they, I spoke with them recently and their business has almost tripled, which is amazing. Oh, wow. and, that, and they're like, oh my gosh, we're living what we had hoped to build, um, but we were spending all our time, you know, preparing for the next festival or this and that. And this way they were able to cultivate their business in a way that served three times as many people, which I love hearing that. They don't have the physical you know, challenges of moving boxes and stuff around. And so they're living the dream. So for me, you know, that's one example of what COVID provided for those of us that took it, you know, see it as a sacred pause. Uh, another thing that happened that I always love to share is you know, even some of my closest friends, they were like, oh, I really feel like crap and I need a reading, but I don't want to do it. You know, I wish the festivals would come back. And I'm like, well, just get a reading on Zoom. And they're like, no, yeah, these are my very best friends. I talk to multiple times a week. Oh, it's just not the same. And I'm like, mm, the only thing that's different is that you can't hug the practitioner at the end. You know, you're still going to get the messages. And because they were so desperate to feel better, they're like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And invariably, I get the text after the reading. Oh, my gosh, you're right. It was exactly the same. I was hoping I could hug them, but, you know, virtual hug kind of thing. So for me, I feel like that was the silver lining. A blessing of COVID was that it really did make us realize just how connected we are 
Um, it, you know, the world's smaller now, which is beautiful. And we, you know, we are connected with practitioners in Australia and England and, you know, all around the world because COVID gave us that sacred space to step into building our healing practices out there on the internet, you know, in cyberspace. So for me, I feel like that was part of the evolution of the planet. We all had to go through it and we all had to go through it together. Um, and so I, I know that you know, that was divinely timed and divinely inspired. And yes, it was painful and messy and awful and fantastic. You know, I got to spend two years with my teenage daughter. Uh, you know, fortunately, I live in a two-story house. She spent upstairs, she was upstairs and then I'd be downstairs and then we'd switch. And um, so it, it was lovely. I mean, I wouldn't trade that for the world and it was really painful and we lost a lot of people and it was, it revealed a whole lot of ugly stuff. You know, the shadow work, the shadow side, it gave us an opportunity to do the shadow work. And I think we're, we're still in it, of course, but, you know, we learned how to rely on each other and to reach out and learn different things to do the very important work that we do, which is learning how to love and be loving. You know, that's that's what it's all about. That's why we're here. Yeah, you're right. It seemed like with COVID, the theme of that time period was connecting. While we were all distanced from each other, we were finding new ways to connect with ourselves and connect with others. And it's interesting to see how it all played out. I'm not saying that it was good because there were plenty of bad things that came out of it. I wouldn't want to go through it again but there were definitely some good things that came out of it too. The sacred pause. So I want to ask you, I've been to your festivals and I'm sure some of our listeners have as well. With you vetting each exhibitor, it's kind of like you take all of these good things and bring them all together. Uh, from my personal experience attending your festivals, they have a different, more elevated feel than other metaphysical fairs and shows that I've been to. Why do you think yours stand out? It's unique. I, I stand out. Thank you. Uh, I just, I, something that is unique about Illuminate festivals, I believe, and I've had people I interview and exhibitors tell me, because I vet my exhibitors and we have a conversation, you know, just like my conversation here with you. Uh, and I often share a lot of the stories that I've shared with you today with my um, the people I'm interviewing is I make it very clear that I want every attendee to leave with hope and joy, not doom and gloom. I, I tell my exhibitors, you know, we're not about competition. We're about community building and cooperation. You know, the the competition stuff is, you know, oh, my gosh, I only did one reading this weekend or something like that, um, that's fear-based. And I, I ask, demand, no, ask, <laughs> um, that everyone hold that same intent, you know, that high vibe, the, the trusting that maybe, yeah, maybe you did just one reading and that could have been life-changing. And that person tells eight of their friends and three months later, you suddenly have a flurry of, the, the eight, re the seven readings that you would have done at a festival, you just do them later, you know? And so I ask my exhibitors, you know, please connect with the other exhibitors. I feel like 
Illuminate Festival is holding space for the exhibitors to connect with each other to help build the healing community in the area of the event. You know, I love when I see exhibitors giving readings to the other exhibitors and you know getting their information because let's say let's say one person does craniosacral and the other person does reflexology and they've never experienced that. You know, that's one of those things that um, is so important to add another tool in your spiritual toolbox. At, you know, connect with the other exhibitors, learn about what they do, and um, it, it keeps the vibe high. You know, I um, I don't allow this bickering and backbiting and this territorial stuff. You know, and I will be the first to admit that you know I set my uh, festivals up. It's kind of a loose flow. I don't use pipe and drape between the exhibitors if that feels like a car show to me. You know, it's got an open flow, and that's the intent that I set with an open heart. You know, when I set that sacred space before the exhibitors even come in, um, that's the vibe I want them to feel. And actually, uh, Ryan, is it's funny. I was thinking about this earlier this morning. Is setting the sacred space or creating sacred space for the festival actually starts? Well, it starts once I start taking applications for it. You know, once I get it up on my website, you know, I bless that. You know, I put my hands up to my computer screen and I ask spirit. You know, hey, anyone who sees this, you know, may they feel the love and joy that we offer at Illuminate Festivals. So it starts then, and then the night before the event, you know, just before I go to bed and I, you know, get settled, what I do is I, in my heart and mind, I walk the space, you know, and I clear. It's almost like, you know, I envision a broom and I clear the corners and the nooks and everything in the sacred space and fill, fill it with golden light it, with my heart and mind the night before. And then on my way to the festival, you know, I do the same thing as I'm driving there, I'm, you know, in my mind, clearing the path and seeing in my rear view mirror, you know, of course I'm envisioning all of this, um, you know, a golden path or, um, you know, crystal path, something so that it will draw people to us. And I want it to feel clear and light. And like I said, full of hope and joy when people walk in. And that is my expectation that our exhibitors will do the same. And I think that's what we do that's different. I mean, seriously, taking time, you know, I do an hour interview. I block off an hour to vet each exhibitor. So that's an hour in addition to everything else I'm doing. You know, let's say I have 44 exhibitors. That's 44 hours of prep work just to make sure I have the right exhibitor. You know, if if they're coming in with the, the right products or right services. I always ask them what their spiel is. You know, how if you walk up to a table uh, at a festival, it's like, let's say you don't know anything about Reiki. And I tell people, we oftentimes have people who have never been to a metaphysical event before come to Illuminate Festivals. You know, and I think a lot of that is because we do offer free admission and free workshops. And um, so people come, it's their first time. and you know, BC, before COVID, we did charge admission for events like, like most do, which is perfectly fine. Um, but the message that I got from Spirit, I'm a little clairaudient, um, what I heard, and this is verbatim, um, when you move to free admission, even the looky-loos who come in the community will have a seed of light planted while they're in the energy 
which I thought was funny because I don't use the term looky-loo. So I knew that was not me. <laughs> and um, I feel like it really has um, opened things up for us to be of service to the community. Uh, I think it's just that was, that's something that I do. That's the intent that I hold and the mission of Illuminate is to get the word out about these amazing practitioners. And I, I know it's the right thing us to do is to offer free admissions so that as many people can come and check it out and learn about what we do. Um, I just, I'm really proud of that. And I tell the exhibitors when, you know, I interview them, it's like, look, a lot of people have never been here before. Don't know what this is all about. We're not the hard sell. I do not allow the hard sell at Illuminate. Just give them your spiel. You know, what is your elevator speech for Reiki or your elevator speech for reflexology? Or, you know, what about the ascended masters? You know, certainly everyone's heard about Jesus or Buddha, you know, and things like that. Um, so having a, an upbeat, spiel or upbeat elevator speech at your booth space, I think is um, really important. And I really encourage our exhibitors to do that. Yeah, it definitely helps people feel more welcome in that environment, especially if they're an outsider. Well, not an outsider. Um, if they're not normally within that community, if they're new to it. Right, exactly. And something, um, if you don't mind me just interjecting, because my guys are pinging me with it. Um, you know, I, and this is for anyone who's thinking about being an exhibitor or who currently is an exhibitor. You know, I, the challenge that I have is oftentimes, it, you know, if someone's shy or they're, this is their first time event, you know, they've never been an exhibitor before and they're kind of feeling a little nervous. And so they're sitting in their booth on their phone because they don't want to appear too eager or too, I, I don't know, just too out there, um, that tends to be off-putting to anyone that's walking by because they're thinking, oh, I wonder, oh, I don't want to bother them if they're on their phone. It might be important or something like that. Um, so what I always recommend, at least for the first two hours, you know, plan on being on your feet with a big smile, you know, an open heart, set, you know, be aware of how you're holding yourself um, you know, with an open heart and a smile. And if someone walks past, just say, hey, you know, thanks for coming. Or do you have any questions about the services that I offer? Or how are you enjoying the festival today? But being on your feet, open hearted and engaging without being aggressive, uh, I think is really important to um, keep that vibe high and nothing um, shuts it down faster than being on your phone, sitting down and I, I can actually see the energy kind of sucking in, you know, and, and then it snowballs, you know how that goes. And um, so I, I, I just want to interject that that's something that I, I want to get the word out about, you know, just being aware and being open and holding the vibe high. And if you feel like your energy sinking or something, you know, stand up, walk around, you know, and I just think that's really, really important is to lead with an open heart because people feel it. They truly will. I've noticed that too with some of the festivals I've attended that people tend to be drawn to people who are up there standing up outgoing. I mean, I've had booths and the days I've been sitting down, you don't do as well. You're not as approachable. It definitely helps to be more engaging. Right. And oftentimes like I have, especially newbies, you know, and you can't tell with my fest, you know, my festivals, who's new and who's not, you know, my feeling is, we all have to get out there, you know, at some point, but oftentimes they'll be like, Ooh, should I bring someone a helper at the booth? 
Yes, if you need the emotional support. However, you know, once you get your sea legs, you know, um, I think it sometimes uh, attendees will think that, oh, they already have a reading. There's someone sitting at their booth with them. So keep that in mind. You know, if you want to bring someone, I totally get that. You know, maybe have them help you set up or maybe um, have them help you set up and then find another exhibitor. Let's say you're a, a psychic medium and you're new to it. You know, grab grab one of the other exhibitors, maybe one of their helpers and do a quick five minute reading just to, um, you know, to use uh, college language, you know, break the seal, you know. And um, so that way you're you're you know, you're ready to go. You know, and another thing is we um, at Illuminate Festivals, speaking of creating sacred space, before, after everyone's set up, about 15 minutes before the event, uh, we all, I have everyone circle up so we can do a grounding and connecting exercise to bless the space and hold prosperity thoughts and set the intent for the day and invite the community in by sending up our beacon of light. So that does two things. It calls in the community, you know, they'll, they'll feel us. And the other thing is um, it helps weave the fabric of the healing community closer together by connecting the exhibitors in the space. I even send the energy around the circle and across the circle so that all the exhibitors were all in the same team. It was kind of like football teams, you know, where they, they are in the you know, circle up. And um, I do usually end with play ball, but uh, that's just me. And, uh, you know, so I feel like that's just so important to take that minute. And this is what I say when I have that circle is be here now. You know, take a breath. You know, and that's that's the setting the sacred space. And, I, and this kind of came to me also this morning is I feel like we naturally do it. You know, like when we go, let's say you're um, getting ready to give up. I don't know, in college, getting ready to give your first speech in speech 101, you know, you take a deep breath and that exhale, you release and you also send the blessing to the space. So I feel like we instinctively and intuitively do that when, when we just take that quick second and exhale. So recognize that for what it is, you know, it really is creating sacred space and setting the intent right then and there. Yeah. So we're starting to run short on time. I know you have a long list of events that you do throughout the year, but do you want to talk about some of your upcoming festivals? Absolutely. So uh, we have Illuminate Nashville on Sunday, September 17th from 10 to 5. It's held at the Hilton Garden Inn in Franklin. Always love doing that event. It's always a great time. Again, free admission, free workshops with all Illuminate festivals. Um, and then the next week, on Sunday, September 24th, I'll have Illuminate Naperville, which is a suburb of Chicago. Again, 10 to 5. That's held at the Chicago Marriott Naperville on Naper Boulevard. And then at the end of September, I have Illuminate Bloomington Normal at the Holiday Inn in Bloomington Normal. I think it's Normal, Illinois. It's on 8 Trader Circle. I know there are a couple of Holiday Inns down in Bloomington. Uh, so that's where we'll be then. And then our last two festivals of this year, uh, Sunday, October 22nd, we have Illuminate Frederick, which is here in Maryland, and Illuminate Annapolis on 11-11, November 11th at the Anne Arundel Community College in Arnold, Maryland. That's Illuminate Annapolis. Uh, I still have exhibitor spaces for uh, the two events in Illinois, uh, Naperville and Bloomington Normal, and Illuminate Annapolis. 
So if you're interested in exhibiting with us or attending, uh, to get more information about that, you go to illuminatefestivals.com. You'll see the uh, entire list of our calendar. And if you're interested in exhibiting, uh, on our homepage, there's a button that says exhibiting info. Click on that button. It takes you to a second page that has a lot more information about exhibiting with us. Again, we vet everyone. Uh, and then the application starts at the bottom of that page. Upon receipt of your application, we'll reach out to you to set up an interview. Also on that second page, there's an embedded link with a fee schedule. Every uh, Illuminate Festival, it, it, they're not all the same price. So some are 125, some are 150. Um, Illuminate Frederick, it's my largest event. I've been doing the longest. Uh, that's $250. So it's anywhere between 125 and 250, plus about a $10 registration fee to be an exhibitor. And again, always free admission, free workshops. We post the uh, workshops, and of course they're all different every time, um, on the website about, I wanna say three weeks or so before the event. So if you go on to um, Illuminate National and Illuminate Naperville, the workshops are already listed. Bloomington Normal should have the workshops listed relatively soon. And then Frederick and Annapolis will be later this month. You'll be able to see the workshop schedule. And they're first come first serve. Um, there, it's usually limited seating, so you want to, if there's something you really want to see, get in line outside the workshop room a few minutes before, uh, but always a great time. Thank you for all of that information, and I'm excited to see you in Naperville on the 24th. Absolutely. Thrilled to have you with us. So really quick before we run out of time, I do want to ask, when creating sp sacred space with you vetting exhibitors, have you ever had anything interesting happen during your vetting process? Or have you ever had anything interesting come through during your vetting process? You know, this happened literally yesterday. You know, I because I create the sacred space, I'm setting the vibe high. And um, I, like I said, I'm a little clairaudient, tiny bit psychic. And um, I was interviewing a woman for Illuminate Nashville and I kept getting pinged, you know, ask her about this. And I, you know, kind of brushed it off and I'm like, you know, we're talking about something else. And I kept getting the message stronger and stronger. And I'm like, okay, so she's a first time exhibitor. And I said, you know, if you'd like what I would recommend, because you're offering different services, why don't you create a two minute slideshow and just let it run on your uh, table because we offer Free, like, free electrical at all of our events. I don't charge extra for it. And I said, you know, just put, put your laptop on your table and create a two minute slideshow, like your sacred space, pictures of you and your son, things like that, and just let that run. So that way, if you're doing a healing service and someone's waiting in line, they're gonna learn what you, all the different things that you offer in a passive way. And she said, oh my gosh, Judy, I'm wiping tears away because just three days ago, for some reason, I was called to create this slide, this PowerPoint, and I didn't know why, and I was just doing it, and it would have never occurred to me to bring that to Illuminate Festivals, and she, she was, you know, tears were falling, she, and I said, well, that's because you're connected to the divine, and you were being guided, you're listening, that's one of those uh, you know, little signs on your path that you're on the right path. And it was simply amazing. And now I'm even goosebumpy sharing the story. So thank you for asking that. That doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, whew, I, I was flying high all day. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate you being here and sharing your knowledge and experience of creating sacred space. 
I really can't wait to get into the sacred space that you create at Illuminate Festivals again. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, Judy. Okay. You too. Thank you for listening to Good Vibes and Goats by Spotted Dog Acres. Please join us next week, where we'll be joined by Megan Rose McMullen to discuss dream exploration. Until then, sending you love, light, and positive energy. Bye, Namaste.